Welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast with your host who proves you don't have to be a fanatic to be fit, William Mitchell. Hello and welcome to the Making Fitness Funner podcast. I'm your host, William Mitchell. Last week, we looked at one of my favorite substances, coffee. And is that cup of coffee good for you or not? So if you're interested in whether the cup of coffee you have is a good thing or not, listen to last week's podcast. This week, as I sit here in my office, I can see out the window and there's a field um, outside the window and it is full of beautiful fall flowers. However, almost all of them are weeds. You've got ragweed, there's goldenrod, there's some little white thing that's blooming and all of them are producing ridiculous amounts of pollen. And that pollen is contributing to our fall seasonal allergies. Now, a lot of us don't like to take the over-the-counter allergy medications because they make you feel kind of yeah, And so it's either have a lot of the sniffles and the watery eyes and the headaches and all that and feeling horrible from the allergies or feeling bad from the medications. So my thought was there's got to be some good alternatives to the allergy medication. And I will say, if you hear me sniffle during this, that is not an effect. I really am having some issues with this. And it's uh, I've just did the research on this, uh, so I haven't had a chance to try any of these, but I intend to. Also, as I go through this, remember, I am not a doctor. I am a personal trainer. So don't necessarily take medical advice here. If it's something that interests you, look into it more and maybe talk to your physician. Um, but you know, most of these are things that won't hurt you, but you need to do your medication through a medical professional, not some guy on a podcast. Well, the first thing you can do is cut down your exposure to the outdoor allergens. Now, a lot of things recommend that you keep your house shut up real tight. You have um, lots of filtration, you know, your air conditioning, you keep the filters changed on that. But if you're somebody that's like me that like to have your windows open in the evening, um, that, you know, to get the, the outside air in, or you do a lot of outside work, that's not going to work. So one of the things, a lot of people, when you come in, you have a lot of pollen that has stuck to you because it's floating around in the air. When you come in for the evening to relax, you need to take off the, change the clothes. You can take off the clothes that you've had on outside. And it's better to take a shower or take some kind of a bath and wash your hair. Because if not, you're going to take the pollen that's in your hair and you're going to lay down at night and you get that pollen all over your pillow. And then you're going to breathe that all night. So that's just one thing that has um, no medical part to it. The next thing is you're going to breathe this stuff in. So they have found that a nasal wash, you know, with the little nasal wash pots, and you can use either tap water or salt water, and you can look up and see exactly how to do it. But they found that it really did work on allergies. And it, the quote was, it was found to be tolerable, inexpensive, and effective. 27.6% had an improvement in nasal symptoms from using it. 62% had a reduction in the amount of medicine that they consumed. 31% um, had accelerated mucus clearance, which means they didn't have the snots as bad. 
and 28% had an improved quality of life. So that's a pretty cheap, easy thing that you can do. And pretty much it just washes all the pollen up out of your sinuses so that you're not breathing this mess in all the time after you get back in. So that's some things to think of that don't involve ingesting anything. And when you talk about seasonal allergies, one of the first things that people talk about is take some local honey. And you hear that a lot. So I went to the research to see exactly what the research said about local honey. And pretty much what it says is nothing. There were two small studies that have been done on the effectiveness of local honey. I have the placebo-controlled studies, and it's really hard to give somebody a placebo of honey. But anyway, all the previous studies had agreed that honey is a pretty strong anti-inflammatory. So they knew that. Well, they, they designed their studies, both of these. They did the studies. One of them found after eight weeks there was a, a very significant reduction in allergy symptoms. The other one found after eight weeks there was absolutely no reduction in allergy uh, symptoms. So the conclusion that has been made by a lot of other people, and I'm kind of agreeing with it, is if local honey works for you, take it. If it doesn't, don't. And if you happen to be allergic to honey, obviously don't take the local honey. But you know that, that seems to be one that... There needs to be more research done to find out for sure if it's going to work for a majority of people. But it took eight weeks for that. What if you come in and you've got the snots today? Uh, one thing you can t- that they found to take whenever you're having an allergy attack is stinging nettle. And 69% of people in the studies found it to be helpful. 48% said that it was better than what they were taking. Now, if you're going to take it, you need to look for freeze-dried stinging nettle. Bromeliad, which is the plant of a pineapple, and they take the extract of it, and it helps dry the mucus after colds or allergies, so it would be another thing you take when you're having allergy symptoms. Now, also, if you happen to be allergic to pineapple, it should be obvious, but if you're allergic to pineapple, don't take it. The next couple of things are things that you take as a preventative. You you take those not when you're feeling the allergy symptoms, but whenever you actually uh, you know, to prevent the allergy symptoms. Quercetin, you take it daily as a preventative, and it stops the mast cells, which are what cause the inflammation, which cause your body to think that you had something traumatic happen to you. So they will help cut down on that. They found that it works better if you take it with the bromelian that I had talked about earlier. Now, one thing I just wanted to throw out here when I was doing this research, I I guess some scientists do have a sense of humor because the questionnaire they used to tell if people's symptoms were improving, it's a 22-question test, and it's the Sinonasal Outcome Test, which is abbreviated as the SNOT-22 test. And I just thought you couldn't get much better than a SNOT-22 test to test for allergies. However, I digress. The next one is a substance called Butter Burr. And people taking butter burr, most of them found it to be equal to Zyrtec as far as allergy symptom relief. Um, if you're going to take it, make sure that it says it's PA-free because the PA chemical could cause liver damage. So you make sure that it's, it's PA-free if you're going to take it. And I know some of you are saying, well, how much do I take? I'm not telling you how much you should take. That's where you discuss it with someone who is a healthcare practitioner, not some guy on the podcast. You know, you can find out if nothing else, you take the recommended daily dosage on the package, but you don't rely on me for your, um, for that particular, for dosing information. 
but on the butter burr, when it, it said that it was comparable to Zyrtec, it also does not cause the excess drowsiness. The next one, spirulina. And ironically, one of the main side effects of spirulina is an allergic reaction. So if it if you take it and it causes your allergies to get worse, obviously stop. But if you take it and it causes your allergies to get better, then maybe you should continue it. And the last one I want to talk about, and this seems to be like the darling of all natural cures right now because it's such a good anti-inflammatory, it's curcumin. And it, they found that if they were to take the curcumin for two months, and it's kind of ironic that it took two months for this, it took two months for the local honey, and both of them are anti-inflammatories, so that might be something. But they get better airflow, less sneezing and congestion than the people that took the placebo. A word of the word of caution on this one is it's a blood thinner. It's, it's a mild blood thinner, but it's still a blood thinner. So if you're already taking a blood thinner, you probably want to talk to your doctor before you start taking a curcumin supplement. If you're going to have surgery, you need to let your doctors know. I mean, if it's um, just dental surgery, make sure that you let your doctor know all of the supplements that you're taking. So the bottom line, are these necessarily cure-alls? No, they're not. Um, and I actually like with the curcumin and the honey, if I start taking them now, two months from now, I'm not going to have a problem with pollen because it's going to be the middle of the winter. So there won't be any pollen. But if you start taking it two months before your spring allergies, maybe you'll have less spring allergies. Um, these are just some options that you might try if you really don't like the, uh, feeling that you get from your allergy medication. And that will make your fitness just a little bit funner. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If I've said anything that you thought was enjoyable or worth sharing, please refer this to a friend so that they can have more fun in their fitness journey. Also, please remember to subscribe and like the podcast. As always, I'd like to thank One Accord for the bumper music and Paul Sink for the great intro work. And I hope you'll join us next week as we try to make fitness funner.